what am I doing today? Absolutely nothing because of what happened yesterday. Now get this, I just tried to live a normal life yesterday. It really wasn't anything too exciting. I got up, I took my son to, to, to work, I took him to work, I came back home, I sat in the bed, I thought maybe I'll go back to sleep because I've been so tired, but I couldn't. I got hooked on the original eight is enough because I hate not knowing things that happened and the woman, Diana Highland, that was the mother, was dating John Travolta, who was 18 years her junior. She met him. She played his mother when the boy in the plastic bubble. I loved that movie. <laughs> and she started dating him, but she died of breast cancer. So I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the boy in the plastic bubble. But they wrote her uh, death into the show, and that's when Betty Buckley, who I got to meet when I went to New York when I was in high school with, with the drama class, and she replaced the mother as Abby, and, you know, since Eight is Enough. I did not know that Mark Hamill was the original David in Eight is Enough, and then Ralph Macchio played Abby's nephew. So he was the most successful. But luckily, after the pilot, because I'm telling you, all of the kids that played the eight kids went on to horrible, endless life situations, you know, losing their teeth, meth addictions, suicide. It was just horrible. So, you know, thank, I mean, I'm sorry the others didn't get out, but could you imagine if Mark Hamill did not get out of his contract after the pilot episode, there would be no Luke Skywalker like we know him. I couldn't imagine. But Lloyd Marr let him out. And so we have Mark Hamill. And, but anyway, so I was trying to watch Eight is Enough because I needed to find out how they brought Abby in. Because I was seven years old when this show came on the air. And I have this thing that I have to know a little bit about something. Uh, I used to read the TV guide from cover to cover when it used to be a thing. And I could tell you everything about every show, whether I watched it or not. And when I found out that a show was going off the air, I had to see the last and final episode because I never watched The Wonder Years. But to find out that it was some wonderful ending or something like, well, actually, this is the truth. This is what happened. When I was a little girl, I didn't know I was going to go here, but let's go. It was the last episode of Happy Days. Now, I lived in the land before VCRs. Well, it didn't really matter because the power went out. But the VCRs weren't really there yet. We didn't have TiVo. We didn't have the Internet. You couldn't stream anything to your liking. So it was the last episode of Happy Days. Joni and Chachi were supposed to get married, but it was an hour-long episode, okay? And we were having horrible thunderstorms. And I was worried because what if the power goes out? But it was okay because it rarely went out. We were going to be fine. Well, wouldn't you know, the power went out just as Joni and Chachi called off their wedding. And when the power came back on, Fonzie was giving the toast. So because of that, it has scarred me for life in many ways now that I think about it. And I have to see the ending 
of every episode so of, of a show, even if I haven't watched it. So to find out that like Winnie and whoever the little boy was got back together or they saw each other in an airport or something, I don't really know how it ended. I was like, I now have to see the ending of every episode. And it's all because of Happy Days. And I have tried like crazy to find that last episode. Now, Aaron Moran has since gone on and I can't talk to her. And, you know, <laughs> like she would talk to me. But still, I was devastated that I missed the last episode of Happy Days. So it created this demon in me that I have to know why and how transitions happened in television shows. And lying in bed was as long as I had been, because remember, I've been bedridden for over a year, you just get tired. I mean, I got hooked on Dog the Bounty Hunter, and then Beth died. And so, I mean, and I, and oh, and the Bad Girls Club. I think the thing I learned out of there is powder your pooch, as I guess what they call it down there, I guess. I'm trying to learn what the young girls talk about so I can, I can appeal to all people. Oh, because get this. Oh, my stars. Now, I do. I, I'm emotional lately, and I don't know why, but it comes and goes. Here and there, you know, I'll cry at the drop of a hat. I try not to be a whiny baby. I really, really do. But at times, I cry. I have to hold on. Let's Come on, girl. Emma's, she, I think she thinks I'm talking to her. So, <laughs> so she has to get in my lap. There you go, girl. Good girl. So, I got hooked on Bad Girls Club, and I learned lingo, and now that I have found out that there are 11 countries now listening to AWOL Zebra, Taiwan and Brazil has been added on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm crying. My husband's like, what's, what's going on? I said, we have 11 countries, and he said, Christy, you know, there's like 100, and I went... Not really. I didn't know that, but I just didn't expect people in 11 different countries to possibly to ever be listening to me. And I was, you know, thrilled that I was in Norfolk Radio. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh my goodness, there is at least one person in 11 countries listening to me. And I'm thrilled and I get to share my story. I was like, this is incredible. So, you know, he just thinks... I married her. <laughs> just let her have this moment. So I'm just thrilled. And, you know, my goal, that helps, because if you follow us on Spotify, then we can possibly get sponsors. And, you know, right now, you know, Spotify is sponsoring it. But it's like for every thousand plays, you know, you, you get paid like a, a smidgen of a penny or something. <laughs> So if I can get more sponsors, because like I said, I would never sell you anything or charge you. Now, if we ever had t-shirts or something, that'd be super cool. But I mean, I wouldn't charge you just to listen to me. But anyway, I need to keep up with everyone and, and, and know how to, to speak properly and, and to make sure that I know how they brought in Betty Buckley on Eight is Enough. So that's what I was doing yesterday instead of sleeping. And then it was time to go pick up my son and I went and got him. 
he wanted to go down to CW and go to the library. And CW is Colonial Williamsburg, if I haven't mentioned that before. We live in the land of the colonial capital. And so he wanted to go down there. And I said, okay. So I took him. My husband was still at work. And I came home. I have accepted that I cannot do it all. So my husband starts a load of laundry. And I try to finish it. Or vice versa. So I put a load of laundry in the dryer because he had started it and I was able to fold the load of laundry. And then I thought, I'm graduating to the couch. I'm going to go sit on the couch. I put a pillow behind me because I knew that I had to have a pillow, you know, to keep me sitting up properly. And I had the heating pad. And when I'm in the living room, Ella takes over and as soon as you sit down she gets up no matter where she is and expects to be in your lap so I was sitting there with Ella trying to watch it is enough and work on the paperwork and the bills and then in the bedroom it's Emma she <laughs> she demands that I'm her pillow so I'm sitting there now as I'm sitting there I am starting to feel this massive pain on my left side my transverse abdominus my left butt cheek, what? I, we do not know, but it is a pain that I feel. So I'm like, I need to go back and do those posture exercises. Maybe it's my breathing, you know, my postural respiration exercises. I need to go do those. And I went back to the bedroom and I put down my the Taekwondo mats that we got our son, I put two together so I can lie down on them, put my feet on the floor up in a 90 degree angle, put the ball between my legs. And I'm telling you, those exercises, you, I, I'm trying because I'm like, I have to do them in order to get myself better. So what we're trying to do is, as, I'm, as I've been told, is to get my hamstrings to start working instead of the other body parts that are working. Now, you lie down on your back, you put your feet on the floor, your legs are in a 90 degree angle, you put the ball between your legs, and you breathe in through your nose. So you breathe in through your nose, and as you're breathing in through your nose, you're supposed to squeeze your knees ever so slightly together and push your heels ever so slightly. Those are all important, I guess. That's what I was told. As you breathe in, and, then, and I got to do it. Hold on. So you go, and you breathe in, and you hold it, and you feel the air going into your upper chest cavity, which is the only place I've been able to breathe. And then you release it through pursed lips. Very important as well. So I do that. Now, I usually do that through a song. Well, now they have added to my technique the balloon. So they gave me a balloon. And now you have to repeat the exercise that I did. But raise your right arm. Now, each exercise is di different depending on which diaphragm issue you're having. But if you would like to do these, please feel free but I don't know what your issue is. But if you have a dominant right side and a non-dominant left side diaphragm, hey, give it a shot. So then you inhale 
while your mouth is holding the balloon, while your right arm is straight up in the air, and you inhale while squeezing ever so gently your knees and pushing your heels ever so gently into the wall, and you inhale. Then as you exhale, you blow into the balloon while stretching your right arm up just a little bit. Then while keeping your knees ever so gently squeezed and your heels ever so gently pushed into the wall, you inhale again. And then as you release your air into the balloon, you stretch your right arm up to the ceiling a little bit more. Then you repeat one more time. Well, I am not that coordinated. I, I I remember stories of my mother telling me crying, watching me outside trying to like learn how to jump rope, you know, ride a bike, uh, you name it. Anything that a normal kid could do, me not so much. So I'm very gawky, you know. So this is very difficult for me, and I'm I'm doing it. But as I'm doing it, I'm realizing that my neck is pulling towards the ceiling. And I'm going, up. Oh, she told me that's not good. So then I'm pushing my neck back in. And then I realize my shoulders, like I'm putting my shoulders up to my ears. And I'm like, well, that's not what you're supposed to do. So I'm trying to relax my shoulders. And then I'm trying to inhale and exhale. And then I suck in the air from the balloon. And you know what? I would not make a good hooker. I would not because I don't like a lot of slobber all over me. And I, it, when you're using the same balloon, do I need to explain? You got to let the air out and there's spit going everywhere. And, and it's just net. Now, now, to those of you that are hookers, because now that I know that we're in 11 countries and it's legal in a lot of places, I commend you. I do not have the gift. So I would never be competition for you. I wish I could, <laughs> but it's just never going to happen. So I forget if I'm supposed to suck in the air, blow out this, reach here, squeeze this, move my head. You know, it's just too much, but I'm trying to do it so I'm not in pain. And I'm trying to do it so I can do this, you know, live life regularly and do things. But today, I am trying to do nothing. Uh, I, you know, I've done a couple things, but I'm back in the boudoir because it's my husband's birthday. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to have him take care of me. You know, I want to be able to get up and go out with him on his birthday, May 8th. And so it, it's just really, it's real important to me. So getting back to the balloon, I was like, I can't handle just this one balloon. So I went digging through my closet because I remembered I bought a helium tank because it was cheaper for me to get a helium tank and store balloons and blow them up for my son's birthday one year than it was to go to the store. So I got this helium tank and I had all these balloons and I said, I am going to get the balloons that are in that little baggie that I put in my basket in my closet and I have torn my closet apart and I cannot find those balloons. And I must have gotten rid of the bag of a hundred balloons 
because I was in my de-hoarding thing. And maybe because, you know, like you'll sit there and watch like an episode of Hoarders and it makes you want to start cleaning because you're like, oh, gosh, I can't have. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's got to go. And I can't find those balloons. You know, it's just like one day I I had the I had I thought. And see, I, I'm I'm questionable. Do you get rid of stuff? Do you keep stuff? And I think the reason why I try to get rid of things is because many many years ago I had this pair of pants, and they were capri pants, and they were. I thought just adorable with these little bitty uh, wooden like buttons going up the front and they were white and they had a ruffle on the top and every day when I would get dressed in the summertime and this just a few years ago I was like oh I am so mad that I threw out those capri pants oh they were just the cutest daggone things I can't believe I did that well lo and behold months later I found those capri pants. I had not thrown them out. They just got pushed off somewhere. And when I put them on, I quickly realized when I looked in the mirror that those capri pants did not belong on my person. So that, so because of that, I tried to just get rid of stuff and not hold on to things. So just, just so you know, at six foot one, there is nothing three quarters going on my body. I don't want to look like I can't afford britches that go to the floor, and I don't want sleeves that don't go well past to my close to my thumb because I don't like short stuff. Just doesn't look right on my person. So I was very upset that I threw away my bag of balloons. So I had to order some from Amazon because. I just don't like the idea of blowing into the same balloon. Now, I'm only allowed to do it like four or five times right now, but I can do it a couple of times a day. But, ooh, it's ooh, you know? So, I was thrilled because I was going to save money because when she brought out the balloon at my postural respiration appointment, I thought, oh, I'll use the balloons that are in my closet. Unbeknownst to me, that the other me, I guess there's several, had thrown out those balloons during my de-hoarding moment. So I did order some, a package from Amazon, and I'm going to get those balloons. And, and I'm real excited because it's just nasty. But you sit there and you, you, I'm trying to make it work. And, and it's embarrassing to me that I cannot make This exercise, simple. It is so difficult for me. It truly is. I, I can't do it without my body pulling forward. I can't obviously sit comfortably on the couch for any length of time. I mean, oh my goodness. And then the only thing I did today was I dropped my son off at the library. At least that's where he says he's going. And just as I was pulling back in, what does the fox say came on? Now that song, I know, got airplay and it was driving people nuts. But when I hear that song, it takes me back to when my little boy was five years old. 
you know, before the world started crushing him down, you know, before this illness, you know, it, it was in the days where I was sometimes using a cane, not always using a cane, trying to change my gait. So I didn't draw attention because for one, I was an older mother, you know, so all these other ditty boppers were having kids and I'm a, you know, sometimes I just said, I'm his grandmother. So I could feel like I was a sexy grandma because I could, he could have been my grandchild. I could have had my child at 17, you know? And so, yes, he could be my grandchild. So I thought they'll just think I'm a hot grandma. (laughs) So, (laughs) sorry, I'm getting ready to choke. (laughs) Hold on. I didn't mean... Sometimes I have to laugh at myself <laughs> because who else is? Well, I'm sure a lot of people are laughing at me. Mm. There we go. And that's my water. I am still detoxifying on my soda. Taking it one day at a time. That was Christy Lane, wasn't it? She sang her song, Sweet Jesus. I used to love her her commercials, infomercials. They used to be on all the time. I don't ever see them anymore. But my son, <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> when he would be at school, he goes, look, Mommy, look. And they would let them have like fun Fridays and they would be playing music and the song would come on and he was leading the class just dancing and having a good old time. And it almost brought tears to my eyes. Why am I so emotional of late? I just don't know. Is it, is it, I was in perimenopause. Am I finally there? Am I in menopause? What happens? What happens when you get in menopause? I thought I was at 37. I was pregnant. Oh, Lord. If I'm pregnant now, my husband's going to want to know who I was with or we're suing the doctor that gave him the vasectomy. I better go get a pregnancy test. <laughs> but then we got to go back to the last time we had relations. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> oh. So, yes, what does the fox say? Takes me back to those happy times. And it was all before I had to learn to walk again. I had to learn to talk again. It was simpler times. And now I'm trying not to get overwhelmed with the fact that I cannot inhale, blow, reach, keep my neck relaxed, squeeze my knees while effortlessly, gently putting, pushing my heels into the wall. I am trying to still think of all of these as good times, trying to turn those negatives into a positive. Because it's very frustrating to go from getting up and living your life and never having to worry. I mean, the worst you had to do, the worst you had to worry about was there something in my teeth, you know? Or was there toilet paper hanging from my shoe? But now, am I sitting properly? Am I using my pillow? Uh, 
you know, just so many changes. It's, it can be mind-boggling. It can be very upsetting for the psyche. It really could. Oh, I'll leave you on this note. Get this. So, I never like to really celebrate. You know, my birthday's May 2nd. My husband's May 8th. Jennifer's is May 11th. And then there's Mother's Day. And my husband has always had to share his birthday with a Mother's Day. So, I don't really worry too much about Mother's Day because I want it to be all about my husband. I don't want, I just had my birthday. I don't need more tulips. I'd, I'd appreciate them greatly, but my tulips are still rising high from May 2nd. So I don't need any more. I don't need another card. You know, I want it to be about my husband. Well, he gets up Sunday, May 7th. He's off to work. And that's another reason why I want to make sure I do nothing because I want to be ready for his birthday, you know, because it's a rare day for him to take off and I want to make sure that I'm up for him, right? So hopefully they'll get my medication straight by then because it's going to be hard if I don't have any medication. Still battling medication, by the way. But my husband gets up and I'm like, well, it's Mother's Day, but it's not his birthday yet. He gives me a card, kisses me, goes off to work. My son's not up yet. And I haven't opened up the cards yet. And I decided I'm going to go ahead and take a shower and do a couple of things and get ready. Because I know my son wants to go to CW today. But he's going to grant me the privilege of watching Steven Universe movie with me. But... We need our husband, my, our husband, my husband, his father here as well. So it wasn't going to be early. So, I, you know, I knew he was going to spend the time going to CW. And he hadn't gotten up yet. And I was in the shower and my husband texted me and he said, Mother's Day is on the 14th. He said, it's not today. And I went, well, land's alive. <laughs> Do I tell my son or not? That way I can hold him hostage here and be like, it's Mother's Day, son. Why are you leaving me? And then I'd get him for two days and I'd be good to go. But I couldn't do that. My son got up, wished me happy Mother's Day and was loving on me, hugging on me. And I was trying so hard. I was like, oh, you got him. You don't have to tell him. But I did. And so he's like, well, then I'll catch you next week. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. How is it that my husband has had to share Mother's Day every so many years? When his birthday is May 8th, when it's this year, the second Sunday of every month. Now, I could have looked this up, but it wasn't that big of a deal to me. So I ask you, do you know what, how in the world did we miss that? I look at it like this. I was like, I'm such a great mother. I get two Sundays. That'll never happen. My Mother of the Year Award has gone down the drain for many years because I always do something. Always do something to screw it up. Thank you so much.
for taking the time to share your time with me today. If you do those postural exercises, get you some extra balloons. Because, ooh, it's, it is truly nasty. But I think they're working. I will leave you with this. I do feel that it, as I'm doing the one with my arm reaching up, when I can kind of get it right, I feel stuff on the inside of my stomach popping like things are 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 working again like I'm inflating them does that make any sense it's like I feel it's I it's just popping but just I'll leave you on this note it puts a lot of air in your stomach and it causes a lot of gas so if you do them Forewarn here, flatulence issues. Thank you so much. Christy Lenhanchi, AWOL Zebra. Thank you for being here. Have a lovely day.